Welcome to the Chef Life Podcast. I'm your host, Cheyenne. As always, I'm with your favorite high school librarians, Anne. Hello. And Julie. Hi. Today will be a little different because we're not going to be talking about any books, but we're going to talk about some recent things we've done and then just talk about a couple issues that have come up in the library. And so Anne also works at a public library. And she had the pleasure of meeting some Cub Scouts. I, I did. I did a little talk for the Cub Scouts at this library. There was about eight of them, and they were, you know, fifth graders. They were so cute. And I got. I did they had their uniforms on. They did. How cute! They did. Actually, what was I had forgotten about this? I was never a Girl Scout. I that my mom wasn't into that, but my brother was a Cub Scout. They do this thing where they they salute the flag and then they do the Boy Scout oath. It was so cute. So it, like in the children's area where they were sitting, they, they sat up and troop leader had a flag with them. <laughs> oh my gosh! I was gonna say a little like, mini flag. I did. I was gonna say if it's like every time they saw a flag, but no, they bring their no, own. no, no. This <laughs> is how they start their you know oh. Cub Scout meetings every time, which I was very impressed with. Anyway, they were cute as can be. They sat down, and I think I got carried away because they were listening to me. <laughs> Unlike, you know, freshmen, teenage girls, these little guys were actually, like, looking at me when I was talking to them. <laughs> and they asked really good questions. And one of the questions that really made me think, and actually I think I blew their minds a little bit, was this one little guy asked, so how have libraries changed since you first started working in them? Because I had said I had been working in libraries for probably about 30 years. And so I talked to him about the days before computers and they couldn't wrap their heads around that. You know, their eyes got big and then... Did you tell them about card catalogs? I told them about how in order for us to find books, someone had to type cards out and put them in a big shelf and that's how you would find the books that you wanted. You know, you'd have to look up the card that had that book's title on it. And I told them about how I had to type catalog cards when I was first starting and how I wasn't a good typist and you know, had to use a typewriter and I explained to them what a typewriter was. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and how when you made a mistake in those days, you had to erase your mistake by hand with an eraser, a typewriter eraser. You know, all of this was like totally... So they thought they were going to the library, but it really felt like going to a museum? <laughs> I, I, was, I was the exhibit, there yes. <laughs> And any, anyway, but what in they, the olden days, <laughs> yeah, really, uh, you know. But um, I explained to them because I wasn't a good typist that they had this thing that I could use, <laughs> and it was an electric eraser. And you know, you it it vibrated very quickly, and so you could use it. You didn't have to put as much, you know, wrist effort into <laughs> your into your eraser. Um, it just kind of did it for you. It was definitely something that they hadn't heard about before, they hadn't thought about before. And then we talked a little bit about, well, what do you think it's going to be like when you're grown up? What do you think libraries are going to be like when you're grown up? What do they say? 
They didn't say they're not going to exist, right? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> no, no, no. And actually, all of them were, like, so respectful of libraries. And their troop leader was like, libraries are so important. You know, this is a place where anybody can go. It's totally free. And it's part of our, you know, it's part of our society. And we're really lucky that we have these places. We don't have to pay to check out a book. So Were um, they readers? Did you ask them? I asked them. I said, how many of you guys are readers? And they all raised their hand. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> and, you know, they, they could list, you know, some of those, which I had no idea what they were talking about. You know, some of the little <laughs> boy series that mm-hmm. they had been reading. Captain and, Underpants. I think that was, like... That was 15 years ago, maybe. <laughs> no, well, no. And, and also that they were probably, I would say, accelerated readers. So oh, they were beyond. Okay, gotcha. They were beyond the underpants stage. And then I asked them if they're writers. And they all raised their hands again. So it was just a very, very encouraging thing to participate in and to have, you know, to have that opportunity. I looked at it as an opportunity. And I almost didn't get to do it because when I went in I told um, my supervisor I said yeah the other day I broke my pinky toe and she was very you know like liability and all of this stuff and I was like I told her I said nothing is going to stop me from talking to those boy scouts (laughs) this evening way to take them for the team (laughs) work through the pain Anne. yeah and I and I explained to her I'd been wearing heels all day so that it couldn't be that serious Mm -hmm. a problem so that's my Cub Scout story. But we had some other things that we were pondering this, this week. Well, it's interesting thinking about that generation and how it, it just blows their mind to think of a world without computer. And I sometimes wish we could go back in time. I think about how much of our lives is just centered around and controlled by computers and also just the lack of privacy today and... I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about that, about how computers and technology in general, while it makes things very convenient, we are pretty much handing over so much of our information to companies, um, even information we don't realize we're handing over. And what does that mean? And that it can be monetized because it's a way for them to learn about us so that they can, you know, market anything that they think we are likely to pick up. And we, I think we were talking the other day, well, maybe a few months ago about our phone and how our phones are actually listening to us. Well, and the first time, the first time I noticed that, and it's, it's, it's not just your phone too, it's all of oh. these devices that the, the Alexas and the mm-hmm. Google Homes, I know they're watching or listening to you all the time too, because I remember one time having a conversation with my daughter and we were talking about Coachella and she was saying, you know, I don't really like fanny packs, but I feel like I should get one because it'll just be more convenient not to have to hold something and I can just put it around my waist and, you know, I think I'm going to buy one. And literally two minutes later, she looked down at her Instagram feed and there were all these ads for fanny packs like within two minutes yeah and even she was like wow that's a little unnerving it's almost like you're being I don't want to say spied on but it definitely has that feel does that bother it bothers me does that bother you Cheyenne you're a different generation and it bothers me too not that there's anything that interesting that I'm trying to hide. You know, I'm I'm not going to try and rob you know, a bank <laughs> or, or conceal a murder. That's one of those things that it, it 
apparently is very useful in tracking down people who do stuff like that. So, um, but it does bother me, but I interrupted. Cheyenne, <laughs> tell us about your experience. So, as far as like Google Home is concerned, I do get a little weirded out that they're listening to me just in like private conversations that I kind of don't like because I'd rather not do that. But based on like having catering advertisement, things like that, I don't mind it and I don't mind them knowing where I've been. It's just something that like it doesn't necessarily bother me because maybe because I don't have anything to hide. I don't know. But um, I also I have this app that it runs on my phone all the time and it tracks everywhere I've been and then it asks me like you were in this area at this time where were you at Starbucks were you at the library here like where were you and you do and you like and like it'll give you points and eventually you can cash it in an Amazon card or something like that so I'm essentially selling my information mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but um but you're in control of that which is which is cool I mean you're making those decisions rather than someone else making them for you yeah and, and it can get a little unnerving but just because it's I think a lot of kids have grown up with it at this point where there was always a Facebook there was always something going on where I don't care if they know my information because it just doesn't matter to me but that is kind of a newer generational thing, I think. Have you read the book 1984? <laughs> 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 I, 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 I mean, have you? No, I haven't. Okay, so. But I do know yes. the concept. So I, but I think, you know, when I, that's what I think of. I think of a world of 1984 where it's really that information and that surveillance has a dark aspect to it. And it's the government watching, it's Big Brother watching. And right now, everybody's okay with it because it's more of a marketing situation. People trying to sell stuff to you, people trying to understand your buying habits, your consumer habits. But it wouldn't be that hard to switch that around and have it be more of a control issue from a government. And and in China, that's how it is. And I actually had the opportunity to go to China a couple years ago. And I remember in Tiananmen Square, our guide, before we got off the bus, basically told us not to ask him any political questions, to wait until we got back on the bus to do it. Because that entire area in Tiananmen Square, but also the Forbidden Palace, is completely under surveillance surveillance and bugged and he didn't feel comfortable asking anything that was controversial because actually in that country they have the whole uprising in Tiananmen Square in was it 1989? that that happened. They've basically played that part of their history down so much that it's almost like it didn't even happen. Nobody's allowed to talk about it. So we're lucky we're not in that situation, but I don't know. I think I always have a feeling of, you know, I don't want everyone to know everything about me. I I like having, I don't mind giving somebody information as long as it's on my terms. I just don't like the idea of that information being taken or sold to other people or organizations without my knowledge. And I know that Facebook has actually, quote unquote, tried to improve their privacy settings, but they bury it Mm -hmm. um, under so much... Google. So many steps that you Google. have to take, and Google's Google the same is the way. Same, you know, it, to opt out of some of that tracking stuff is. You know, I I looked at it the other day. I was like, well, maybe I'll describe how to do it for this podcast. And I looked at it. I was like, I don't understand this. I'm not going to be able to explain it. 
Do you ever wonder, though, as librarians, and we're... we're, we're <laughs> I think I know where you're going yeah, with this. <laughs> we're always doing, like, a gazillion different types of Google searches, putting these research guides together, and sometimes I, I wonder if Google's like, who is this? <laughs> like, one day they're researching stuff about China, the next day they're looking at, you know, why, why, how do microwave ovens work for a physics project? <laughs> it's like they're probably, like, very yeah. confused mm -hmm. by our search yeah. history. Let them be. I know, <laughs> right? I kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. But Let them keep them guessing. They probably have a whole algorithm for librarians. Well, they, they know, know we're librarians. They know we're librarians because we're such geeks and we talk about books all the time. They've yeah, been listening sure. to that, I'm sure. So we get ads for like bookmarks and <laughs> things like bibliophile type. Well, you do merchandise. I think you do because that and a lot of cat stuff. But yeah, we won't go into that. But I, I think part of that is because you're such an active Goodreads person that I think. I think that they're that probably using my information too. Totally. Oh. <laughs> That's true. It's not it's no. not worth giving up your good They reads. know exactly what I'm reading all the time. But like that kind of brings me into a thought that I just had that with say with our students is they no one reads the privacy things and they never had any, anything necessarily bad has happened to them because of their um, privacy being used anywhere so they don't have that experience. And they don't necessarily see how it's a bad thing. And so part of this culture today, too, is the social media influencers. Everyone wants to know everything anyways. So you don't have much of a private life at that point because you're already sharing stuff. All these pictures you have, all these things, and live streaming, all these things. Privacy has definitely not become something that people necessarily care about in that aspect, or at least the younger generation. Right. It's, maybe it's not that they don't care about it. It's just they don't expect it. It's never been something that they've owned. They've never had it, experienced real privacy. Mm -hmm. That why would they right. lament the fact that it's gone if they've never had it? Yeah. And also, I think sometimes the adults can seem a little paranoid. So, so. <laughs> Which leads us to our life, next. <laughs> life experience, however. This, this actually is a really good segue. Thank you for that, Diane. <laughs> so, paranoia. And technical difficulties. I think that's what we can call this next story. So this was, I think, maybe two years ago. Maybe three. Uh, probably three. Probably about three years yeah, ago. Yeah, at least. Okay, so I, I was at work in the library, and this was back when I was still, like, really try hard and, and, and try. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that as a grown-up person? It's no, she, it's really it's a, okay. more of a she, I found I thing. found her try-heartedness very intimidating. Right. And because... I was not trying as hard as she was, but I was so I was trying. I was her. trying very hard, and one of the things I was doing was I was trying to at least once a week participate in a webinar, and the webinars always had something to do about integrating technology into the classroom now, and using different apps into the you know in the now, classroom. Now, do we need to pause and explain what a webinar is? No, most people know what webinars are. I think it'll be fine. Okay. You think? Yeah. Anything okay. with web in it, people already know. It's basically like a professional development type class where everybody logs on and you can hear uh, the presenter, but then sometimes the presenter will give the mic to someone else in the audience if they have a comment they need to make. So mm -hmm. it is kind of a back and forth. It's like a, just a virtual conference meeting. Huh. Yeah. Kind of. But it's centered around learning something. Yeah, yeah. It's starting, and you actually get a little certificate at the end of it that... Um, says you completed the course. And it's, it is interesting because people from all over the country, you, you can see where they usually put their name and where they're from, and people from all over the country 
do these webinars. Anyway, so I was getting ready to do the webinar and I had my headphone plugged in and I was checking the sound and I could hear these voices in the background, but they were speaking a different language and it was clearly not part of this webinar. It was something else. And I thought maybe there was something wrong with my headphones. Mm -hmm. So I took them off and I kind of unplugged and I turned the sound on my computer and I could still hear them. Well, and you asked me. I said, and do you hear this? And then I realized the more I listened that they were definitely Russian. It's a very specific accent. And, and, I don't know. I just, I was like, I think there's Russians on my computer. <laughs> and, and I don't know if it was because I just finished that, you know, Rise of the Vladimir Putin, this book. So I was really thinking about like the KGB and Putin and Russia. This is way before 2016 too, by the way. So, but anyway, I was really concerned. I didn't know where the voices were coming from. And, and, and so I had, <laughs> you know, the natural assumption to jump to is that Russians would be listening to information right. technology I they, webinars. I they actually thought they had <laughs> hacked into my computer. So, so I called our tech person, and, and his room was down in the server area, which was a ways away, and I called him and I said, you need to come up here right now. I think there are Russians hacking my computer. <laughs> and he very calmly said, I'll be right up. <laughs> and then he came up. And he has this look on his face like, you've got to be kidding me. And I said, no, I'm not kidding. Come over here. Listen. Just listen. So he stands there and he, and he listens. And he can hear it too. I said, see? <laughs> because many a time, you know, I had been caught in a technical difficulty thing where... It's embarrassing, but it happens. And well, and, and I felt and vindicated though, because I mean, he could hear it. Yeah. So <laughs> no, he, he would approach things with anytime you had a problem, what did you do? Exactly. And I thought I was vindicated. So he sat down in my chair and he looked at the other windows that I had open. And this is really embarrassing, but I had a YouTube window open because I was watching a tutorial on how to do something because I like to learn it myself rather than ask this tech guy because he does make you feel stupid. So I was, I was trying to learn something myself. And what I did not know is that after you watch a video, sometimes it just keeps playing other <laughs> videos. And it had cycled through and had started playing another video that was produced by these two Russian guys who were talking about a tech problem and how to fix it. And that's, it wasn't them hacking my computer. It was actually another video. So he just closed the window and he gave me this look like, I think he looked at me and he said, picnic. And I said, what? And he said, problem in chair, not in computer. That was his acronym. Which, for, yes. And didn't feel good, did it? No, it was really embarrassing. But it was... I did put tape on the camera on my computer, yeah. though, because I, yeah. I don't care. I'm still paranoid. What was cool about it, though, was how exciting it was for that five minutes. It was so exciting. <laughs> was she I think I, No, she was just like... It, I was excited, actually. She was. She was She was just like... I'm like, this is crazy. I think I even grabbed a student. I probably did. <laughs> I said Emma or Sophie or Bella, like three names, <laughs> come over here. They, they're all named that. <laughs> Pretty much. Come over here. Eyes got really big. I think there's Russians in my computer. <laughs> 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 
No, it, now I know. it was it was super exciting. It was for the moment that and, it lasted. And and then it was embarrassing. A little bit. I think and, we were you were embarrassed for me. I appreciate that. Because you were excited too. Yeah. Well, I was an version of excited, which oh. which is everyone else's like, you know, deadpan, not <laughs> that excited, not that, you know, interested yeah. interested in what's going on, you know, because that's my heritage. And I could just see you thinking they think I'm a threat. <laughs> <laughs> well and, and honestly, honestly, you are such a good librarian and so good at I thought it was some of those Google searches I was doing yeah, or something. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. Yeah, you were it you were, been. you were getting close to the truth. <laughs> The truth this, is, I almost got to the dark web. Yeah, no, <laughs> that is a thing, though, isn't yeah. it? Yes, it's okay. a thing. Yeah, no, don't go there, Julie. I, I don't Google that now. No, 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 no. We learn even on Wikimedia Commons that there are images that you can't unsee. After you see them. Oh, you want to bring that up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I I am dodged. You're going to have to try to describe the picture. You know, I'm right? going <laughs> to say anatomical. I know. I'm going to say if you're really interested, which I'm not assuming you are, go into Wikimedia Commons and search medieval women, and you will find something that looks quite innocent that's at the British Library. And if you look at it closely enough, you will see that does not belong on a high school webpage. That's all I'm going to say. Your tip for the day. Yeah. 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 Some, something to... But be warned, once you see it, you cannot unsee it. Okay. Well, any final words about what you're going to do this week? Well, this week I am going to be teaching a class for the freshman English class. I'm going to be going into five different blocks a lot of freshmen and good luck with that yeah yeah (laughs) and I'm going to be doing an activity on showing them how to use a book index because they're not used to using actual print sources and trying to show them how they can use it and especially for this particular project which is going to be for Jane Eyre and Victorian England so that's going to be something that is going to be fun but exhausting because I'm not used to doing that much talking in front of a bunch of girls at once but I think it'll be fun, and then on one of those days, on Thursday, I'll be dressed up as John Bender from Breakfast Club, so I'll be doing my, my class that's, in that's now. The, that's but, the character you're going to do Yes, so, so that'll be interesting, because next week is Spirit Week, so they're going to be very rowdy, but I'm excited to do it. Yeah. Well, I am also going to be interacting with the freshmen next week, and it's good that I'm not involved in the Jane Eyre project at all, because I think they're already quite sick of me. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to. They're they're doing a, a quick. It's the noodle tools lady. It's the noodle oh, tools no, lady. It's like, <laughs> but, not new cards no, again. No, 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 no. But I, I learned what I need to do with them, and that's like make them close their computers when I'm talking, and when they have something that I want them to do and get done that I have them open their computers and do it in front of me all at the same time and then we don't move on until they understand and they have all done it. So, um, you know, that's, that's, that's something that I've learned over time. Um, but I'm, I'm going to be a very short little guide to 
finding information on, they're all going to be assigned a different medieval woman. And that should be, you know, kind of interesting. Um, it sounds like fun to me, but, you know, I'm a librarian, so. Well, I have to say, your work is paying off because, lucky me, I get to work with the juniors and seniors, and I've been meeting with all of them last week and this week to talk about research projects. And when I mention, you know, noodle tools, they're like, yeah, 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 I know how to do that. I can do note cards. I can do an outline. They're familiar with an annotated bibliography. Mm -hmm. um, nobody has like a wide-eyed look like, I don't know how to do that. They That's like a piece of it that they, that they already are comfortable with. And most of them are comfortable with going in our databases too. So it's yeah. it's more talking about Content. the top, the cop, the helping yeah. them pick a topic really and mm -hmm. brainstorming, you know, ways to find information. So yeah. thank you for all that, that work with the freshmen and sophomores because by the time they get to me, and this just goes to show, it's not something you learn overnight. The more you do it, the more comfortable you become with it. And by the time these girls get to college, they're going to be so fortunate when they get that first research project and their other classmates who haven't had that opportunity to get that instruction are going to be freaking out and they're going to know what to do. Mm -hmm. And it's actually a pleasure to do that. I enjoy that very much. I even enjoy being in a classroom where half of them are rolling their eyes. That shows they're listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the dreaded eye roll. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well. It's time for us to check out today's episode. So follow us on Twitter at shelflife underscore pod or send us an email at shelflifepod at gmail.com. And don't forget to make sure to return for our next episode and return your books.